0: couple of weeks, Facebook was revealed, an infrastructure bill was degraded by the people of the same party, and the debt limit was increased. You're listening to Politics, Schmortics, and this is the week of 10-3-2021. Hello everyone, I hope you've been having a nice couple of weeks, and let us begin. So debt is money that you have borrowed that you need to pay back. The U.S. government has a Debt limit for itself to make sure that the government doesn't borrow too much money needed to pay military salaries, social security, and more. Personally, I find a debt limit pretty much useless, as where it's had to been increased 78 times in the last 50 years alone. So, what's even the point of having a debt limit if every time you near it, you just increased the limit um, in World War II. The debt limit was about $4.5 trillion um, converted into now money, at least. And in 2021, the debt limit is at $28.4 trillion. So we've surpassed our original debt limit by six times. And yeah, just it's just another highlight on why I don't really even think we should have a debt limit. We can't predict our future. We're an ever evolving country with rising populations and the needs are going to increase over time. Of course, the debt limit is a nice reminder, but it just takes up time in Congress to vote over the increasing of the debt limit, and it's an avoidable problem. Plus, if we got past the debt limit without, like, raising it, and we just go past it, there's going to be a government shutdown, and the U.S. loses funds to pay for Social Security causes. But, however, for now, Congress's main goal is to just raise the limit because all Republicans agree that they don't want the limit suspended but they don't want to be the ones to increase the limit either. Mitch McConnell, the House Minority Leader, so he's in charge of all of the Republicans in the Senate, said that if the Democrats want to increase the debt limit so bad, they should be able to do it without Republican support. Now, with the filibuster, 60 votes are needed. There's an alternate method that doesn't require 60 votes, and it only needs the majority, but it's much more time-consuming. And Chuck Schumer doesn't want to take that route. But... Later, McConnell changed his mind, encouraged Republicans to increase the limit, and Chen joined him and increased the limit, partially because of the fact that it's tradition to do so. It shouldn't have been um, this big of a deal in the first place. And if he didn't, it might have forced Manchin and Cinema to end the filibuster so that they could raise the limit without Republican support. And Manchin is highly against the filibuster, but it might have just forced them too because Government shutdown or just raise the filibuster and be able to do everything in your agenda. And Trump hated it out. He hated that the Republicans agreed with the Democrats and but a government shutdown was avoided and our debt limit will last us until December third, which is what Secretary of Treasury Janet Yellen, who's basically the person in charge of taking care of our financial issues in the US, asked for. Now what happens between now and December we'll have to see <laughs> structure bill is in its final stages. The House hasn't passed it because the vote keeps on getting delayed until all the commotion will end and until all the Democrats can agree. This time, two Democrats who are moderate, meaning that they are more willing than others to agree with the opposite party. They share some of the same viewpoints of both parties. They've said that they will not vote for the $3.5 trillion bill. Now it's not like they're just not voting for the bill at all. They, they have a new idea. But we're not getting to that part just yet. We did talk about the debt limit, and first in the early days of summer, I was like, "Yeah, go for it, go bigger, go home." Now there's a debt limit, and I realize that we don't have infinite money to spend on bills. Plus, inflation's prices are going up in gas, food, all items because of big bills. Janet Yellen said that it wouldn't last long, and I don't think it will. But <laughs> the infrastructure that we're facing now still isn't good, whether it will last long or not. So it makes sense when Joe Manchin and Christine Cinema, those are the two moderates who I said in the beginning, think that the bill costs too much. Christine Cinema has introduced her own $1.2 trillion bill that Manchin and some other moderate Republicans like too, but... One thing I have to say is, why must you do it now? I mean, I first talked about the bill back when it was $2.3 trillion, all the way in March. (laughs) And uh, now we're in October, and you decide to bring up the topic of the infrastructure bill and changing the price. I mean, couldn't this have been discussed earlier? Why now? Why all this last-minute drama that we could have done months ago? Joe Manson, he's already been a humongous cause of frustration in the Democratic Party this year. A thing I like to do is look at political cartoons, and a lot of them are mocking him on his indecision and how he, like, how he makes a lot of votes go bad or just makes it harder. And so, yes, he's caused a whole lot of frustration. Democrats barely have a majority. Plus, there's the filibuster. He really needs to agree with the Democrats more often because he's really moderate. Now, Christine Cinema is also moderate, but unlike Manchin, her base, the base, her supporters, they're really unhappy with her not being on board with this bill. At the moment, it seems like she's pleasing moderate Republicans more than moderate Democrats, and you're supposed to represent your base, not the opposite party's base, but <laughs> it's nothing we can do at this point. It's not like she hasn't indicated that she's going to change her mind, and this is a humongous bill in Biden's career as a president. He hasn't had a successful presidency so far. The issue at the border, voting rights are at risk in Republican states, abortion being outlawed in Texas, if the pregnancy passes six weeks, states feeling free to challenge him by banning COVID vaccine mandates and mask mandates. And inability to remove the filibuster in order to pass the 60-vote minimum requirement and in a deeply divided 50-50 Senate, that ruined the chance of passing immigration and the minimum wages legislations that Biden has made such a large part of his presidential campaign. So really, looking at all of this, and not even eight months into his term yet, it won't you know, spell out, yay, great term so far. No, not at all. It's... It's not going down good, I'm gonna be honest. This infrastructure bill carries a whole lot of what Biden campaigned with free universal childcare. When I say universal, it only applies to the US, not actually universal. Two years of free community college and paid leave. Passing this is a must, but Mansion and cinema don't really seem to care. This is really what the party wants to do but two of their members aren't agreeing with them. So the Democrats, they have to negotiate with their own party and reduce the size of the bill for $3.5 trillion to a number around $2 trillion. That number hasn't been decided yet, however. Well, the bill, size of the bill, it is pretty large. The cut is also large. So we're going to lose a lot of things. Most Democrats agree that the key parts of the bills should be kept because a couple of things that last longer is better than, like, a whole bunch of things that last a short while. So universal child care and free community college is a must, but other issues like rails and transportation efforts won't get as much money because we don't have as much money to spread around. But what really bugs me, though, is that all we needed was for the Democrats to agree. I mean, we didn't need the other. We didn't need the Republicans to really agree with us for this one. And it's proven the country needs this bill. There have been hurricanes, virus and a country that needs fixings up on its road and bridges. It's been a whole long time since we've had an infrastructure bill. And it's not like all of these problems were just made up. So the price of the bill could increase. These are real problems. But I can also understand the opposite viewpoint of not wanting to spend too much, especially after what we saw at the debt limit issue. So I guess it's 50-50, but I still think that it should have been a $3.5 trillion bill. I don't really think we should have negotiated it. Down. Facebook, the world's most popular social network, not even including Instagram, a company that Facebook owns, has had an insanely bad week. On Monday, Facebook had an outage that lasted six hours long, and the outage also took down Instagram and WhatsApp, two of Facebook's companies. The next day, a whistleblower, which is a name for a person who can prove or provide evidence of corruption, bad deeds, or bad intentions in a company or organization, exposed Facebook, claiming with a substantial amount of evidence that Facebook angers people around the world and makes 32% of girls feel worse about their bodies, spreads negative content, and Facebook knows all of this. But they choose not to fix it because Facebook cares more about profit. And it's, it was also said that this goes to the top. Mark Zuckerberg himself knows about this. Now, it's not really new news that social media is bad for mental health. Even in our middle school social-emotional learning lessons, they teach about the dangers of social media. There are hackers and scammers who want your info. It's addictive because it's coded to recommend things that you are most likely to enjoy or click on. And just like the real world, there are good and bad people with one big difference. In the real world, you can choose to stay away from certain cities, states, or countries because of high crime rate. But on the internet, it's not as easy to do that. In fact, there are people who had their normal lives changed forever because of they've gotten sucked into conspiracy theories and conspiracy groups on the internet. Also, this isn't Facebook's first time being the main issue at Congress. Mark Zuckerberg, um the guy who created Facebook has said to testify at Congress numerous times, once when it came up with the issue of Facebook's perhaps selling user data to companies. The other time he went to the Capitol to talk about new cryptocurrency, which is in simplest terms, online money. But he really didn't get to talk too much about cryptocurrency, mostly questioned him, on his methods of dealing with competition, hate speech, and the other hundreds of problems with Facebook. Now, the whistleblower. Frances Hogan is a former employee at Facebook, and she was a product manager, so she does have inside information and lots of secret documents that she got before she resigned, but even though it's easy to point out that she's not lying, she has an insane amount of evidence, it's just that she doesn't really have the qualification. I mean, she's a product manager, even though many employees agree with her, she's a product manager. She hasn't really had meetings with high-ranking um, people at Facebook. So that that's where the doubts come in. But really, the only thing that Facebook has said is they're pointing out minor mistakes and point out her lack of knowledge of something she was talking about, especially the algorithm, the way Facebook was coded. But that's really it. And, in fact, she's so trustworthy that she's now going to testify to help Congress figure out Facebook's role in the Capitol riot. All in all, there are good aspects of Facebook, too, and social media in general, it's not only Facebook. It does help connect people around the world, family and friends. And despite the downsides, Facebook um, has known about its downsides, and it hasn't worked hard enough to fix them. But will anyone really even care about this, you know? Social media can be a good or bad thing. It depends on how you use it. And Facebook could be a good thing, but currently it's a bad thing. And this has happened many times. Facebook has been through tons of controversies. You know, with the data, the selling of the data was a humongous controversy. But there's still billions of users on Facebook. Will anyone really even remember this like three months from now? I mean, I guess... No one cares because our own politicians, they're not setting role models and deleting their accounts from the platform until Facebook changes. I mean, I know like they're not getting banned, but when Trump got banned, we saw how many people left Facebook. Why don't our own politicians set an example, delete their accounts and, you know, lead the population to follow them? I mean, I guess that's a pretty good idea. Of course, maybe that won't make Facebook like change a whole lot, but it will make them change and change is better than nothing at all. Plus... Facebook has been in controversies like this many times, hasn't hurt them too much because people forget. But for now, this is a big deal. But will anyone actually remember this in a month or two? We'll see. So that was pretty much it for this week on Politics Politics. But you could also continue. You could help make this podcast bigger by joining our mailing list. All you need to do is send an email to politicspolitics2020 at gmail.com. And I will add you, you will get an email every single time I release a new episode. You can also rate us on Apple Podcasts. That would definitely make this podcast become bigger. And you can spread the word. Share this with your friends, family, cousins, grandmas, pretty much anyone you want to. This was Politics Schmaltics, and this was the week of (laughs) 10-3-2021.